This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. in Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to finish up, and I want to thank Brother Bruce last week for standing in for me. Uh, appreciate that. We went, spent a few days to see our grandson. Every time we see him, it's just like, he's grown up, you know. Oh, oh yeah, and we're expecting a second grandchild. Our son Jason and his wife Ari that live out in Seattle, they're expecting, so that's great. I don't know what God's plan is. Our kids are all over the country, Seattle and San Francisco and southern Florida, so thank you for letting us get away to see our grandson before he gets grown, you know. Those of you who are grandparents, you know how fast they can grow, so thank you so much. And today, we want, I want to finish up. Uh, my series on cycles and seasons today, and then uh, the next, the rest of the month, we're going to be talking about expectations. Listen, invite somebody. This is a wonderful time of the year. You know, people's hearts are a little more open, a little more sensitive about, you know, about Jesus, and you know, and just invite people. I mean, the worst that can happen is they say no. You know what? It won't put another wrinkle on your face. Amen. But you know what? I believe that God will touch people's hearts, and some will say yes. Some will say thank you. You know, it's an amazing thing. A lot of people, you know, uh, they did a survey of this, and they said, uh, you know, if somebody would just invite me, I'd go to church. See, sometimes the enemy puts in our mind, well, you know, they, they don't want to. People don't want to go. They won't, they won't go. If I invite them, they're not going, they don't want to go. That, that my waitress doesn't want to go. She, that my waiter, I'm the whole, or whoever it may, the cashier, I mean, they're busy. They're, you don't know that. I said, you don't know that. Amen. You know, we've got some invite cards here. Get some of them. At, at least give them an invite card. Say, you know, I'd love to have you at Passion Church. But, you know, let's, let's do it. I mean, you know, if you're not ashamed of us, you're not, are you? Okay. I didn't think so, but I, you know. All right, today we're going to talk about our reaping and rest seasons. We've already talked about sowing. We talked about growing, you know. And uh, so today we're going to talk about reaping. Boy, I like to reap, don't you? Boy, I like to return. If I'm going to get out there and sweat in the garden and sweat in the field, you know, and do all that, I certainly want to make sure that I reap. Amen? And so let's look back over at our Scripture that's kind of been our, our foundational text in Mark 4, just to remind ourselves. There's been a little water gone under our bridge since we were on this topic. Mark 4, verse 26. Well, we'll... <clears throat> We'll, we'll back up to verse 21. He said, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or a bed? And said, Don't you put it on its stand? Whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed, and whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let them hear. Now, I want to stop here a moment. Now, listen. He says, What's the purpose of a lamp? Is it to be hidden? Well, here's the thing. The same thing with your seed. 
if you sow a seed, the purpose is, is not for it to stay hidden. The purpose is that it should grow and produce fruit, which you should reap. Okay. <clears throat> he said, consider carefully what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you again. I mean, we know that, don't we? Even if you just got a vegetable patch. You know, if, if I sow a patch that's four feet by four feet, I'm not expecting to get 100 bushels out of that. Amen. I, I have my expectation. It needs to be according to, what, uh, to the measure I've measured. Amen. If you haven't sown anything, you can't expect a harvest. We already talked about that. Yeah, but God can do anything. Yeah, but this is what He said He would do. Always amazes me. We want to. Well, yeah, but God can do anything. Yeah, but this is what He said the kingdom of God's like. We're going to read that here. He said, Whoever will, as, has will be given more. Whoever does not have, will, even what they have will be taken from them. Oh, boy, we don't like to hear that in our culture, do we? Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets the same reward. Everybody gets the same return. No, they don't. I said, no, they don't. They do not. There's always inequity. There's always going to be that. Sometimes it's because some people are lazy. Amen? Sometimes it can be because of injustice. But there's always going to be inequity. And we can say whatever we want to. But Jesus says it's going to be according to how your harvest is going to be according to what you've sown. He said, this is what the kingdom of God's like. A man or a woman scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. This is the, pro- this is the process of the kingdom. You plant a seed. You go to bed. You get up. He said, the seed sprouts, and it grows. It didn't say, like Jack in the magic beanstalk, that you Sowed that seed, and the next day you got up, and it was, a, I mean, it was grown up past the clouds. He didn't say that, did he? It's a process. <laughs> it sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, here's the process again, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle in because the harvest has come. So we've looked at that process. I won't go over it a lot again. But a growing season, let me just say this. A growing season is supposed to always end with a harvest. Turn to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. God's just speaking to us. He says, do not be deceived. He's about to give us some very important wisdom here about the kingdom. God cannot be mocked. If you try to reap where you have not sown, you are trying to mock God. Now, you see, we think a mocking God would be to say something derogatory or something. But what you're really saying is, I know God said this, but you know what? I I got my own plan. I'm going to be the exception. He said, no, God's not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. It's going to work. If you sow bad seed, you're going to reap a bad harvest. Amen? A lot of the problems we have sometimes, it's because we are reaping what we have sown. But we have deceived ourselves into believing that's not what's happening. 
You know, we always have the scapegoat, the devil. Now, I'm not trying to take up for the devil. He does a lot. But sometimes we're our own worst enemy. And the devil really didn't have that much to do with it. Amen? I planted all those briars. I planted that poison ivy. I did that. I made a mess of it. And there's no use of me blaming the devil. What I need to do is come up to God, repent, ask Him to forgive me, and let's do something about that harvest I'm reaping. Because if you've got, let me just give you a, a secret right here. If you've got a harvest that you don't like, you need to get along with God. And as God shows you, the way to stop that and dig up that bad harvest is to repent. Thank you for your enthusiasm. I knew that word always goes over so well. Amen. <laughs> a man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. So he says, notice he says, a man reaps, whoever sows, he says, let us not become weary, verse 9, in doing good, for at the proper time or in due season we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Now, it's very interesting. Uh, NIV says at the proper time. Uh, I think King James says it due season. That word translated there literally means in one's own personal, private season. Now, we have been talking about the general principles of the kingdom of God. Sowing, growing. Today we're talking about reaping and resting. So that, that's how the, the kingdom works that way for everybody. But everybody might not be at harvest time. You have a due season if you have sown and something has grown. Because he said, not everybody that sows seed will get a harvest. Remember, he talked about the parable of the sower, the, those that are sowed by, on the hard ground by the wayside, the rocky, the thorns. He said they didn't get a harvest. They sowed seed. See, and this is what we don't understand in the, sometimes in the body of Christ is we think, well, I, man, I'm going to church. I, man, I'm, 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 I'm there every Sunday. I mean, I hardly ever miss. I'm there. I mean, I don't understand what this is go, what's going on. But what's the condition of your soil? You hear a message, and by Tuesday you can't remember what the pastor talked about. Come on. See, you've got to do something for yourself. You know, I'm here trying to seed you, but you know, you got to water the seed. We talked about that. you gotta, you got to till your ground. I mean, sometimes, man, I have to pull up some weeds. If you don't have to, it's probably because you're so overgrown, you think that's the harvest. You talk to some people, and, you know, uh, they think the harvest is seeds and, you know, is weeds and briars. That's not the harvest. That's not the harvest God wants for you. He wants good things for you. He wants His will for you. He wants blessing. He wants peace. He wants joy in your life. Amen? He wants His provision there for you. Thank you for your enthusiasm. So there's a due season for each of us. If we have sown the seed and we watch over our field and our, our so, the soil of our heart, we keep it watered. We keep the weeds pulled. You know, those attitudes that want to creep in. 
And I'm going to tell you what, if you don't pull the weeds of a wrong attitude, pretty soon, you know, they're going to produce seed. You ever seen, you ever seen uh, grass that's left to grow too long and get too high? You know what it produces? Yeah, and all those weeds have seeds. And you know what seeds do? They're going to reproduce after their own kind. And you got weeds and weeds and weeds and weeds. And you come to church and, Pastor, pray for me that I'll get a harvest. I can't do it. I said, I can't do it. I, I would if I could, but I can't. I can't pray when God says it's one way. I can't pray and undo that. I'm not God. I'm just a man. I can, you know, and, and that's sometimes, and we think, well, you know, boy, I tell you, if the pastor had faith, you know. This would be straightened out, and that would be straightened out, and everything else. But, you know, but I'm praying God open their eyes to the weeds. Amen? You know, I'm not expecting you to come over to my house and take care of my yard. So why should I have to go take care of yours? I don't know where this is coming from, but it's good. <laughs> Amen. I'm giving you some seeds to plant. I'm giving you some wisdom to grow a harvest. But if you don't want to do anything with it, I mean, what can I do? Man. <laughs> so it's a set time to read. Signs the harvest is ready. The latter rain. Look in Deuteronomy 11. Some of you need some rain on your garden. Hello? You don't need to plant more seed. You need more water. <laughs> Amen? I'm telling you what. If you plant your seed and those little sprouts start to come up like Jesus said they would, but you don't water it? I mean, you're just praying, well, you know what? I planted the seeds like Jesus said. I'm just believing I'm going to get a harvest. But you don't ever water it. You don't do anything. Then you get all mad. I don't understand why, you know, I didn't get any tomatoes this year. I planted tomato plants and seeds. They said they were good seed. I guess they weren't. I guess they weren't. I, they weren't good seed. No. Water it. Tend it. Take care of it. You know, we talked about this. Sometimes it's, it's our doubt and unbelief is the reason we're not watering it. We're not expecting anything anyway. This is why I'm going to be talking about expectation the rest of this month. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to church and doing the thing, but, you know, I don't have any expectation. I don't have any expectation. I'm not expecting God to do anything in my life. I'm not expecting anything. I'm not expecting, you know, the seed to produce in my life. I, you know, I'm just trying to get by the best way I can. No, you're not. If you're trying to do it on your own, that's not the best way you can. Do it with God, that's the best way you can. Do it God's way, that's the best way you can. All right, you found Deuteronomy 11 yet? <laughs> God is speaking to Israel, but it applies to us spiritually. He said, verse 14, he said, uh, well, let's back up to uh, 13. If you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today, for us, that's about 
how the kingdom operates, sowing a reap. To love the Lord your God, serve Him with all your heart, with all your soul. Then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains. Now, the two rains here, one was to prepare the ground for sowing. The other one was to prepare the harvest for reaping. He said, so that you gather in your grain, new wine, olive oil. I will provide grass in your fields for your cattle. You will eat and be satisfied. So the first thing, the signs that the harvest is ready, is that the, the rain of the Spirit of God begins to move upon my life. You know, remember the prophet of old? You know, he prayed and sh- the heavens were shut up for three and a half years. They had a drought. And then he went back and he prayed again by the leading of God. You know, he prayed the first time. He said, go look and see. Nothing there. Prayed the second time. He sent a servant. Go look and see. Nothing there. Third time, fourth time, fifth time. See, most of us by then are giving up. It ain't working. Yeah, I knew it wasn't going to work. I knew that was just that preacher talk. I knew it wasn't going to work. Wow, what if you did your job that way, your career that way, your education that way? What if you did anything else that way? Would you be surprised at the outcome? Would you? But yet, when it comes to spiritual things, we give up so easy. Well, I prayed a couple times for a couple of minutes, and God's going to do something. He had a chance. But the prophet went, he prayed seven times. And on the seventh time, he sent his servant back. And he said, his servant came back and he said, I see a cloud the size of the moon. I saw a cloud the size of Mount Everest. He saw a cloud how big? I mean, in in the sky... Man, he had some good eyes to see that thing. Hello? Had some spiritual eyesight God's got to give us. Because, see, you, you need to see your expectation. The expectation of your harvest. And the prophet, he came back and said, he said, all I see is a cloud the size of my hand, man's fist up in the sky. He said, that's it. That's it. That's it. See, when your time of your harvest comes, God begins to move. You've got some spiritual eyesight there. And you say, that's it. I sense it. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's harvest time. I know it. That's it. And you begin to declare it. Then secondly, there begins to be heavenly activity. Not only by the Holy Spirit, but the angels of God go into motion. You know, Jesus said, every one of you, you have your own personal angel. Some of you, your angel hadn't had anything to do in a while. Amen? Your prayer life, your faith life. Your obedience life. I mean, you know, that's what puts our, the angel to work. Look in, look in Hebrews 1. I don't have time to get into this in great detail. But let me just reference one scripture here anyway. Hebrews chapter 1. Scripture we probably all know quite well. 
1.14, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Now, they serve you according to God's will and plan, not your will and plan. Are you listening? So if you plant your seed according to the, the working of the kingdom of God, it's, you're tending your garden, you're watering it, it's growing. He, Jesus said it's going to produce. When it's time for harvest, the angels, along with the Holy Spirit, they get in motion. They start working to open doors, to give you favor. Maybe, maybe you need to have a certain uh, connection with just the right person. You remember, of course, we all remember uh, the story of Joseph. Joseph, God revealed his plan to Joseph, uh, plan for his life. And so Joseph, you know, immediately, I mean, man, he went straight to the throne, didn't he? No? <laughs> he went straight to the pit, didn't he? <laughs> Woo! Oh. And then, but God delivered him out of the pit. Went into slavery. Man, talk about having a rough week. He went from the glory of revelation to the bondage of slavery. And then, man, things began to look up. He was over Potiphar's house, man. Things were going good. Whatever he put his hand to, it prospered. Man, I'm telling you. And from there, he went straight to jail. He didn't even pass go and collect 200, did he? But you know, at the right time, in his due season, Psalm 105 tells us that. He says, in, his, in due season, what? I mean, wham! When it was his due season, harvest came overnight. Boom! He went from jail to second in command of the whole kingdom of Egypt. Woo! Payday might not come tomorrow, but boy, when it comes, it's big. Woo, I like them God paydays, don't you, Brother Bruce? Man, I'm telling you, it's good stuff. So here's the thing. We understand the angels of God go into motion. The Holy Spirit begins to move. Amen? And, and you know, if we've got spiritual sensitivity, we'll understand that. We'll know that. But see, if we're dull, if we've grown dull, we're not, there's no expectation. There's no spiritual insight or eyesight that's working in our life. We're just going to go on about the same old thing. And we're going to always be mad because we see our brother and sister reaping a harvest and we ain't getting nothing. I don't understand why they're so blessed. I happen to know they don't come to church half the time. Well, you know, if he blessed you because you came to church, a lot of folks would be blessed, wouldn't they? But, you know, I'm not against coming to church, obviously. But that's not what brings you blessing. Amen? <laughs> it's what, what Jesus taught us about the kingdom. That's where it's at. So we need to understand that. And then, as I mentioned, divine favor and alignment. You know, I will read it over there. Let's turn over to Psalm 105. I wasn't going to read it, but let's read it about Joseph. Divine alignment. Favor and alignment. Man, I'm telling you. You ever been in a place where, I mean, man, God just doing one thing after another. It was just like, oh, this is sweet, 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 sweet. Man, do I love this. Oh, man. 
It's wonderful when the favor of God is on you in this season. Oh, man, whatever you put your hand to prospers. I mean, people just bending over backwards to help you succeed, to bless you. I mean, man, it's, you're just like, wow, this is awesome. If you've never experienced it, man, it's a good thing. I remember when Cindy and I, we were in Argentina. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it's like everywhere we went, God opened the door. I mean, we were, we were nobodies. Nobody knew who we were. We weren't, we weren't famous. We weren't well-known. We weren't on TV and radio. We weren't, but everywhere we went, God opened doors. I mean, favor. You've heard me tell the story. It's true. I mean, wherever we went. I mean, people open their homes up to us. People helping us make sure that we succeed. People open doors to ministry for us everywhere we went. Oh, it's a beautiful thing when that happens. Don't misunderstand me. I've been on the other side of that, and it ain't a beautiful thing. Woo! I've been where there's been some tough sledding. Tough sledding. A lot of y'all would have thrown in a towel. I ain't got time to go into it, but I'm going to tell you what, it ain't all been wine and roses tell you if you want to obey God you know once in a while you're going to have a fight <laughs> fight the good fight of faith he didn't say rest the good rest of relaxation divine favor Psalm 105 real quickly here uh, let's look in verse 19 it says well let's back up Verse 17, he sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was put in irons. Till what he foretold came to pass, till the word of the Lord proved him true. See, we have to hold on in the growing process for the harvest because that is not only your vindication, but it is God's vindication of his word, of his promise to you. If he said it, he will surely do it. It's incorruptible seed, Peter said, that you are planting in your heart. It will not perish. It will not fail. It will produce. If we will do our part, it will do its part. God will do His part. He said the king sent and released him. Look at that divine favor. From, from prison to the throne. Boom. Woo! Boy, you talk about some shouting. I bet he was doing some shouting in that chariot. Man, they come in there. They got him all cleaned up. They oiled him up with some frankincense and myrrh. They put on him some of the king's clothes. They put them nice-looking Armani sandals on him. Woo! Man, he had a driver for that chariot. Man, some nice horses out in front of it couple of runners or so going before him. Clear the way. Woo, you know, man, I'd have been shouting. I guarantee I'd have been shouting. It'd been hard for me not to do I told you so, boy. I'd tell you, woo, I'd really had to get that flesh under. I'd be, I told you so. And really, when God's vindication and favor comes in harvest season, that's really what God's telling the devil and all the doubters. Told you so. Told you so. The ruler of the people set him free. He made him master of his household and ruler over all he possessed to instruct his princes. 
as he pleased and to teach his elders wisdom. Woo! Man, you be a partner in that firm. You be a VP or CEO over that company. You instruct them in some godly wisdom about how this thing's supposed to work. What God will do when you honor Him, put Him first. <laughs> well, i got to preach a little bit. God opens opportunities and avenues for you to reap your harvest. Remember, He said, if we faint not, if we faint not, don't faint during the sowing, growing season, and you will surely have a reaping season. It's inevitable. It's impossible for God's Word to fail, His seed to fail. Amen? And here's the thing. With our expectation, and when the harvest comes, we need to honor the Lord in that harvest. It may be by testimony. on what it is. Maybe by testimony. Maybe it's a harvest of healing that you got. Man, you need to testify. You need to, you need to, you need to let us know. Listen, when your harvest comes, we want to rejoice with those who rejoice. I mean, we're weeping and crying a lot of times. You know, we need some rejoicing sometimes too. He said, weep with those who weep. We want to do that. We want to be there for you when you're going through a tough time because we've all been there. We all understand we need each other. Amen? But listen, let's also, when the harvest comes, let us rejoice with you. Man, let's get up here and dance in the Spirit and rejoice in God. We'll be like David with you, man. We'll just dance. We'll shout with you. Well, what will people think? I don't care what they think. But, you know, if it's a financial blessing, of course we know about that. But whatever it might be, there'll be some way you can honor God with your harvest about your harvest. And you know what it will do? Those of us that maybe it's not quite our due season, boy, is it going to encourage us. We're going to say, you know what? Mm -mm. I, that's going to be me. That's going to be me. And just a little while, that's going to be me. I'm going to be up there dancing. I'm going to be up there shouting. I'm going to be up there encouraging folks with the harvest God's given me. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5. You're close there. Turn over there. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. What God wants us to do is to get this cycle on a continuous process in our life where we're reaping, sowing, growing, reaping, sowing, growing, reaping, rejoicing. Hallelujah. Paul said we can come to the place where that in every situation we can give generously, whether it's of our prayer life, our faith life, our finances, whatever it might be. Listen, when you got an overflow, it's easy to give. If everybody's well's dry, I think that's called a drought, isn't it? So first fruits. Listen, honor the Lord with your testimony. With some way you can honor the Lord. Let us know. We want to rejoice with you. 
Listen, if I'm going to pray and plow with you, at least let me rejoice with you. Amen. If I'm going to agree with you in prayer, if I'm going to cover you in prayer, when your harvest comes, let us rejoice with you. I'm not going to be envious of you. I'd be glad God made you a millionaire tomorrow. Nobody would be happier than me. A lot of things I want to see us do. Hallelujah. I'd rather you have it than some one believing heathen. Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Listen, we need to feel that way about our brothers and sisters. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be healthy. I want you to have peace. I want your family to be saved. Man, I want the blessing of God to overtake you to where you almost don't know what to do. Every one of you. All of you out there online. All right, let's talk real quickly about the last season, the season of rest. Look over in Genesis, the season of rest. I think probably this is the season that probably gets overlooked the most. And when we talk about the season of rest, we're not talking about the season of lazy. Because even in rest, there's, there's, there's things that we're proactive about, but it's just not we're not sowing, we're not growing, and we're not reaping. But there's something that we are doing in rest. And it's absolutely essential to the cycle. God said this in Genesis 8. He said, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest, winter and summer, it will not fail. Now, notice here. Now, we know this. Isaiah says about the Lord, he says, he never gets weary. Does he? God never gets weary. He never, he, I mean, he don't need to sleep. The Bible says he neither sleeps nor slumbers. Isn't that right? But yet, we're going to read here that God rested. So we're going to have to change maybe our thinking a little bit about what rest means. Because God didn't rest because he was tired. <laughs> Thank you for your enthusiasm. Genesis, Genesis 2, verse 2. By the seventh day, God had finished the work He had been doing. So on the seventh day, He rested from all His work. Then, everybody say then. We're about to see what He did on His rest day. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, He rested from all the work of creating that He had done. Now, in that rest period, we should be giving thanks to God for the harvest, and we should be blessing our harvest. We should be blessing our ground. We should be blessing in the presence of God, worshiping Him, just spending time in His presence, giving thanks for the harvest, counting it as a holy season set apart for God alone. I'm not laboring in my field. I'm not planting. I'm not reaping the harvest. This is a season where I'm getting in the presence of God. I'm just like, thank you, Father. Oh, I love you. I bless you. You're so good. You've blessed me so much. I speak blessing over all that you've given me. I bless my wife. I bless my children, my grandchildren. I bless all that you've put into my hand. I thank you. It all came from you. Ooh, you talk about refreshing. 
See, because it's a season of recovery and rest. Now, God didn't need to, but we do. And there's a recovery. There's a catching of the, our second wind, if you will. You know, and we're, we're getting recovered. We're getting uh, renewed. We're getting restored in the inward man. We're giving thanks to God. We're recognizing that He is our source. Oh, we look over at that barn that's full, and we say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, what, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to sow in this next season? We get the plan of God. We hear what God is saying. He says, sow some over here. Give some over to this person. Sow some over here to this missionary. Give some over here to this. Ooh. It is a time of recovery and reflection. We in the West, especially here in America, we do not know, for the most part, how to reflect. We are too busy. See, we, we have a different perspective. We think that all inactivity is bad. Some inactivity is bad. If you're not being diligent, if you're not being productive in what you're supposed to be doing, that is bad. But there are seasons when we know we get quiet, we get still, and we just reflect on the goodness of God, on the greatness of God, on the, on, the, on, the, on the grace of God, on the mercy of God, on the power of God, on the love of God. I mean, I just, oh, man, He's so big. He's beyond all I can think or imagine. Father, You're so good. You're so kind. You're so forgiving. You're so merciful. You've blessed me so good. I love You so much. Oh, hallelujah. You've got great things in store for us at Passion Church. You've got great things in store for my children. Oh, I thank You. I just reflect on all the goodness. And we're like David. We say, the lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Stop looking at everything that's wrong. Oh, my gosh. When we reflect, we think about what's good. We think about what God has done. We think about who He is. We, re we recover, we reflect, and then it's preparation. As I said, we're getting ready for the next sowing season. God's saying, okay, take some of that seed. He said, get ready. I want you to plant some over here. You know, next year, our faith promise will be rolling around again in February. God will say, you know, here's what I want you to do for that. Here's what I want you to do over here. You know, that neighbor down the streets, they're struggling. Here you go. I want you to do something for them. Pay their mortgage this month. Say, boy, I can hardly pay mine. Well, you see, you're in line for a harvest. You're the one I'm talking to. Instead of praying that God will send a check in the mail, start sowing something. Amen. You remember what Jesus... Jesus said to the man, you know, the man that hid the seed he had, the one talent? He said, I knew you were a hard man that you reap where you hadn't sown. And see, we go, oh, I would never do Well, you're trying to reap where you haven't sown. You're trying to get God to do something. But here's the thing. We need to get in on God's plan. So it's a time of preparation. You know, right now, you, you need to be praying. Listen. Stop praying just for today. You know, you can pray out a month ahead of time. 
Well, you plan your finances. Your prayer life is at least as important as your budget, isn't it? That might be your problem. Money's more important. <laughs> I didn't say that. But you know, here's the you can pray out of here. Pray pray out in the next 30 days. Why wait till everything piles on you? All right, some action points here. <laughs> you need to ask yourself a question. What season am I in now? Be honest with yourself before God. If you haven't planted anything, you are not in a growing or a reaping season. But if you have planted something, okay, so you have sowed. Maybe you need to sow something. You say, what do I sow? Well, what harvest do you need? Amen? If I'm a farmer and I need wheat, I'm not going to go out and, you know, and plant cucumbers. And then gripe about it. All I ever get is cucumbers. I don't understand it. I thought God was going to bless us. Well, get some understanding. You want wheat, plant wheat. What is the harvest that you need? That's the, that determines the seed you need to sow. And then till that thing. Don't just, and don't, you know, God wants to grow it, He'll grow it. Don't come whining to me. And don't expect me to be able to pray a harvest out when you are violating the principles of the kingdom. So be honest with yourself. What is the season you're in? Maybe you're in a growing season. You need to be patient. By faith and patience, you inherit the harvest. Tend your garden. Water it with prayer, with the Word. Be patient. Guard your mouth. Then, once you determine what season you're in, then determine your next step. Maybe some of you, it's, it's your due season for reaping. Listen, get your expectation up. What's the Holy Spirit doing? What, there's some angel activity going on here. There's, there's some open doors. I see some doors opening, some opportunities. Don't let fear grab you and steal your harvest. Oh, boy, this is a big opportunity. I don't know if I'm up for it. Yes, but the God in you is up for it. The greater one in you is up for it. He'll put you over. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you favor. Hallelujah. Sowing, growing, harvest, and resting. You know, some of you, you may need to just recover and reflect. You know, if you don't ever reflect on things, you know what? You, we tend to keep doing the same thing. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.